A long time ago, we used to be friends, but I... That's a Okay, we're experts on Veronica Mars. Right. Well, we have an expert on Veronica Mars. <laughs> I love it. It's going to be great. So, here we go. A long time ago, we used to be friends, but I... It's so funny. So I was thinking about the uh, theme song. Yeah. And so season one, season two are exactly the same, right? Yes. Okay. And then. Season three is like a remix type of deal. Mm -hmm. And then season four is just like. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. What was the thought process? (laughs) (laughs) Season three actually makes a little bit of sense because they're going from high school to college. Yeah. So the theme song is a little more grown up. There's this little lick at the end of the um, season one theme song where it kind of brings these horns in. And it's very like the whole like big bad voodoo daddy craze and like the end of that as we're kind of going into, you know, 2000s. And they kind of got rid of that for the second season or for the third season and then brought in this more, a little more like 2000s rock kind of thing or whatever they're trying to do. Yeah. And I'm so, not entirely sure what they were trying to do there as far as that's concerned. But then season four is like this Lilith Fair, <laughs> like Sarah McLaughlin. Like I told you, I almost <laughs> thought it was Amy Mann for a second. And I was just like, I was literally expecting to see a commercial with like abused dogs in it instead of <laughs> Veronica Mars. So I was just like, what is happening? Well, I mean, after season four, weren't we all like abused dogs? <laughs> Basically. So, <laughs> before we get down and in, into the deep, um, let's introduce yourselves. I, of course, am Sticky Keys, your Mater D for this evening. Sitting to my right are um, Sommelier <laughs> for pouring those nice, nice sips of Ronic Mars. I see that side eye, Philip. I appreciate it. <laughs> Is Jeremy? Say hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Yay! <laughs> I love it. And sitting to his right, um, just hanging out, being cool, his cool self, eating his nachos, is Philip. Say hi, Philip. Hey, everybody. Yay. We're very excited, you guys. Today, we are going to talk about season one of this crazy show that we call Mars. Veronica Mars, that is. Daughter of Keith Mars, who runs... uh, Mars Investigations. I actually am so glad that I rewatched. That I rewatch. I did actually end up rewatching the entire season, and it was one of those things where I knew who had killed Lily's dad. But there have been so many like red herrings that I forgot how each one of them resolved. And I'm like, oh, wait, wasn't it this person? Well, no, because it ended up being this person. But did that person still do it? And this person just came after them. So we're going to get into all of that. We talked about how we kind of got into Veronica Mars. Um, 
I think a good thing is what kind of made you stay with Veronica Mars? Jeremy, you said earlier that this was kind of one of the best first seasons in a while. What was yes. it that really kind of drew you in? Uh, I would just say there, there's so many twists and turns for the show. Um, the, the main character is just very compelling. Like, I mean, I always make the parallels between Veronica Mars and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So... I always say, like, this was the show that was my... It was my Buffy mm-hmm. after Buffy got canceled. <laughs> um, there's some ways in which it's better than Buffy. Um, other ways in which it's not so. But <laughs> at the end of the day, just... Th- that's really it. Just so many twists and turns. Every direction. How about you, Philip? Well, I didn't actually stick with the show when I first saw it. Um, I probably... This... It started, it aired in 2004, right? Yes. Oh, Lord. Yes. I was okay. like, I think we just... So, <laughs> after the second, somewhere in between this, the second season was when I was graduating from high school. And so, at some point, I got busy and I lost track of the show. And then I went to college and didn't watch TV for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I completely lost track of it. Um, then I watched it again. We saw it back when I had Netflix mail service. I would get the DVD sent to my house. And of course my sister jumped ahead of me and I was like, okay, like I'm like, this is Pat. Like I couldn't jump back in. And so I was planning to jump back in when the movie came out, Mm -hmm. but then I didn't. And so (laughs) I pre-ordered that damn movie and I'm pretty sure Yeah, I pre-ordered that movie, like, a long time before it came out. Right. And I don't know why I did that, but I did. <laughs> like, I hadn't seen the show, so I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> but I, but Kristen, she stuck with me. I have always liked her. Mm. Um, and so it was just like, oh, my God, this is coming back. I think. Have you yeah. seen the movie to the sky? Not completely. Okay. <laughs> well, you're gonna watch it now. Now that we're doing this podcast, now it's an opportunity. It's, so yes, <laughs> no, yeah. I, like I said, I'm gonna do the watches right before each uh, mm. episode that we record. So that way, it's like a. So I don't it's know fresh anything. in your mind. So uh, you, you won't get any spoilers out of me because I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I almost wish that the movie were after season two. And why is that? Um, like season three was just so rushed to me, and there was yeah. so much of it that didn't fully connect with me. Where I was like, Oh, they're just this is a fire sale, you know, everything must go <laughs> like this. Makes <laughs> and so then when they tried to carry that through the movie. It was like, there's no way they would still be together. There's no way that this would happen, you know. And so I was like, I enjoyed the movie. And I um, actually really liked the plot line. It was all very fun. But, um, yeah, I was just like, I just wish this would have been after season two. Uh, season three, man. What We're going to get to it. We'll talk a lot about that <laughs> yes. when we get to it. But now we're on season one, which... Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is very good. I feel that for an intro season, I think it's very well done. It's pretty well paced. One thing that they do that we always harp on the other show that we podcast about <laughs> is they give you a question at the beginning of the series. 
and and at the beginning of the season and that question is who killed lily kane by the end of the season we know who killed lily kane (laughs) and that's what i love absolutely and i think that's one of the reasons that i did continue to go on and did continue to watch because I'm like, okay, you're not going to hang us out to dry. It's in pull of Twin Peaks or a Pretty Little Liars. And even with Twin Peaks, I got Twin Peaks, you know, because I, I just, he was crazy. So I was like, yeah. okay. And Billy Zane is gore, is beautiful. And um, old girl, what's her name? Uh, you, mean, you mean Kyle Sherry, No, uh, no, Twin Peaks, Billy Zane. And Billy Sherry, yes, he. In fact, that was the season that no one watched. <laughs> I think it was like the second season. But Sherilyn Finn, uh, she played the kind of sex pot girl. I can't remember her name on the show. Okay. It's been so long since I've watched it. Oh, so you I might as well say it. I didn't watch it. So. A young Kyle McLaughlin. I actually didn't. So I'm just kind of here, like, uh. oh, we might have to do a Twin Peaks watch. <laughs> I always say that if it wasn't for shows like Twin Peaks, though, to like really, they really started the whole mystery series fiasco. So mm-hmm. I feel like if it wasn't for Twin Peaks, we wouldn't have a show well, like this, Veronica Mars. And I think that that's true. It's it's the idea of, so the, the mystery shows that we did have were mostly cop shows. So the NYPD mm-hmm. Blue, it was, um, uh, uh, God, what's the other one? What's the big one? Law and Order. It was, you know, those kind of like investigation where it was very adult and there was no sense of, of camp to it. And I think Twin Peaks was one of those things that it made, there was a huge nostalgia in the 80s for things in the 50s. And you see that a lot of like Happy Days and American Graffiti and, you know, all that stuff where it's like you're kind of, Grease, where you're kind of looking and paying homage to this bygone era that everyone talks about. Well, the way that that kind of segued into the 80s and 90s is you had that, but with a little bit of an edge, almost kind of like a punk edge to it. And so I think Veronica Mars really did kind of be like, um, okay, you know, film noir is supposed to be black and white, you know, ladies on getaway sticks and (laughs) private dicks. (laughs) And instead it's like, we have this teenage girl who's doing it. So how do we make that work? And I thought it was a very cool uh, supposition. I'm actually very surprised he got it on the air in the first place. (laughs) Cause that's a crazy thing to pitch to someone. Well, do you know how it actually got started? No, tell me. Oh, okay. I'm going to deliver some fun facts. Hey. Um, so Rob Thomas actually wrote young adult novels before he started working in TV. Mm-hmm. And he originally wrote Veronica Mars as a teen detective novel with a male protagonist. Mm. And because essentially like on television pilots or like television series in general pay more money than books do. Right. He actually tried to pitch it and he just changed it around by having it be a female protagonist instead mm-hmm. because he thought it would be a little bit more interested and a little bit fresher. And that's how the UPN just, like, snatched it up right then and there. That's awesome. Do you know anything about Kristen's uh, career kind of before this? She uh, made a cameo in Pootie Tang. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> that's all I'm aware of. That's She's amazing. in, like, one scene. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I don't remember. She did a guest spot in Everwood where she played a... 15 year old who got breast implants oh no so just, like, little, yeah. so just like you know like small parts here and there but like nothing like 
nothing as big as like Veronica Mars. Uh, she was she was also in a really great Lifetime movie called Gracie's Choice. Yes, I know Gracie's Choice. <laughs> yes. Wow, I would not have known that was her. Yeah, I think that happened like maybe a few months before Veronica Mars aired, actually. But yeah, she played a she played a teenage girl who um, she ends up raising all of her younger brothers because their mother is right. like a deadbeat essentially. So she ends up getting custody of them, even though she's only seventeen years old. Uh-huh. Based on a true story, great yes. movie. Look it up if you can. Oh, I remember that movie, which makes me even sadder that I didn't like her for so long. <laughs> We're talking like How a, dare you, sticky. <laughs> a good decade of couldn't stand Veronica Mars or the person who portrayed her. And um, But really, that's kind of what got me into Veronica Mars was I was like, well, since I like Kristen Bell now, <laughs> you know, let's see what this... And one thing, I did really... Uh, Veronica Mars was one of the first shows that really had a fandom presence, especially online. And um, it was a little bit before everybody kind of like knew what to do with that. (laughs) And so it was very interesting seeing like the fan push and still knowing that so much of it was being done through mail, you know, (laughs) where it was like they were sending them things and sending letters and, you know, that kind of thing. And it was that time where you would sign up for fan clubs with those little postcards that you would get in those tween magazines. Yes. Like you would send like, what was it? Like four 99 or something like that. You would send in and you would be part a yearly membership kind of thing. And like, that was the media's idea of fan culture. And they had no idea that, it could so exist another on. way. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the mysteries of Mars. The main mystery was uh, who killed Lily Kane. Now, Lily Kane, played by Amanda Seyfried, who mm-hmm. I absolutely love. I've always loved her. And let me just say this. This came out just a few months after Mean Girls. And Lily mm. Kane was murdered on October 3rd. Thank um. you very much. <laughs> Wait, did it really? Yeah, it came out just a few months after Mean Girls, yeah. I felt like it was before for so some did I. odd reason. No, Mean Girls, I remember, came out the, I think, like, the No, but that May. makes sense. Mm-hmm. came out in May 2004, and then Veronica Mars aired September 2004. That is wild. <laughs> so Amanda Seyfried was just on a roll. Yeah. I, I adore her. She was unfortunately one of the victims of a crappy boyfriend that released some uh, vid of her. And oh. I was like, you know, you still look fine, girl. So do what you do. But yeah, really? oh, didn't hear about that. Wow. Oh yeah, it was. Oof, it was. Yeah, and it sucked because he didn't put his face in the video. It was just her. And I was oh. just like, how dare you? But she was like, yeah, I had a sucky boyfriend, and then we broke up. And he's a dick. So glad we broke up. <laughs> you know. And I was just wow. like, well, didn't need to see that on my Twitter feed, <laughs> but. <laughs> So glad that you're being cool about it. So, but uh, that's one of them dudes. Like, I hope someone beat him down real nice. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I've just always loved her. And um, I thought she was a fabulous uh, Lily Kane. 
the only person that I can't stand in terms of casting besides Paris Hilton. Is... She was perfect. She was terrible. And I will not. She was I will perfect. not. She was awful. She deserved an Emmy for that role. Okay. She went in and came out and she did what she needed to do. And that was it. Did you see her trying to give those evil eyes to that kid? She was just like, how dare you? But I'm like, that's why you got shunned by the popular kids. And that's why you had to change schools because you're terrible <laughs> but <laughs> and um my second least favorite character is freaking duncan kane i can't stand duncan <laughs> he was supposed to be so gorgeous and i but you know this happens a lot to like early 2000 shows yes where the guy's supposed to be completely gorgeous and i'm there sitting like why did i think he was gorgeous <laughs> the only time i really enjoyed duncan is when he kind of went off a little bit. And you can tell he was like, I'm acting. I'm acting. <laughs> you know? And um, do we know anything about his lack of involvement past season whenever he went off into the sunset? Um, should we say that for, for season two? Do you want to wait? Okay. Well, <laughs> probably, yeah. Was he in season three? No, not at all. Okay. Hmm. Okay, yeah, we're going to talk. I okay. feel like I remember hearing a rumor about that, but there's there's a lot to that, yeah. So. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah. No, I'm in agreement about talking. I feel like I liked him back then because I'm like, oh, like he's good for Veronica. They need to be together. And now, <laughs> and now all these years later, I'm like, he's kind of boring. <laughs> kind of boring. I will. You know, he wasn't necessarily forcing her to not be herself. But when I saw who Veronica was yeah, when she was around him, I didn't like it because I felt even back then, I felt like she was compromising parts of herself to be with him or well, what, to be accepted in that crowd, too. Well, what was interesting is that, and I find that this is a trope a lot in shows to the point where I'm like, this has to come from some sort of real life experience. But they do this thing where in order to, you will have this social group that has your back through anything. And, you know, we will support you. And if you're down your luck, we'll have you. But you have to be accepting of X, Y, Z that happens. And whether it be, oh, we got drunk and a kid fell off the boat. <laughs> and, you know, we're not going to call the cops <laughs> and shut up about it. Or, you know, someone killed my baby sister and your dad says that it's my dad. And, that's being a traitor, and so we're going to kick you out forever. You know, it's it's this allegiance that they ask for in ridiculous situations. <laughs> and so for to see Veronica, the difference between who she would be as a person if she weren't kind of drawn into the peer pressure of establishing this social circle that, you know, basically guarantees her a future. And we do see that. Is it season one where the uh, Veronica and Lily had a third friend? What was her name? Her dad was a rapper. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. La... I just watched the episode it's, too. Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Anthony Anderson's daughter on the show. Exactly. Yeah. Like we see that where, um, and we'll get to that. But like you know, something happens, and. Veronica is pressured to cut her out. Yes. And she does. And she does. Exactly. And, and she says something 
along the lines. And there was some moments there where, and there's also a rape episode where something similar happens where she says, I never would put myself in that position. Or, yes, exactly. It, it is very cringy. It, there's a feeling of showing the audience that that excuse is wrong. There's kind of like this moment where it's like, oh shit. But it didn't dive deep into it because the conversation back then wasn't there yet. I think we were still in the if you get raped or if you something uncomfortable happens, it's probably because you put positioned yourself in a way to allow it to happen. And so I feel like yeah. it was right at that moment where that idea was being addressed. That is interesting. I was thinking of it more along the lines of, um, because Veronica herself was in that position. And of course that was prior to, <laughs> that was prior to uh, the rape that she said that. And again, it's this idea of a comeuppance that's way too much uppance. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it just, it's, it's so much that it doesn't seem to kind of land uh, land the message, but yeah, that's very interesting. I was very shocked at, because I'm like, those kind of relationships end up being so toxic because I'm like, all you have to do is talk to Lily and just be like, girl, you know that your boyfriend is trash. A, B, you yeah. know you want to break up with him. You want to break up with him every other day. You know they were drunk. It was not a big deal. So either, you know, but it's either way, it's not her fault. So you either need to cut him out. But, you know, Lily was just being bratty Lily. And I'm like, the idea that you kind of have to cower to that, because if you don't, then you have something to lose. And I think that that's kind of where we saw Veronica between having something to lose and then having nothing to lose <laughs> and the yeah. difference in her personality. Yeah, because I mean, she had everything to lose. It was her boyfriend's sister, her supposed best friend. She wasn't an O nine er, even if they were living a more comfortable life with the dad. Uh, um, dad is the sheriff, so she had a lot. To, like she was lucky to be associating with people like that in general, right? Uh, if you think of it like that, um, and then finally when she had nothing, it was like fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Yolanda. That's what it is. Oh, Lord Ow. of the Bling, that Yolanda whole Hamilton. episode. It's so messy. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> okay, first, let's talk about... Um, so, yeah, before we get into full... Uh, into Before we get into full who killed Lily Kane, I think... And what I did like is that they did kind of have a lot of tendrils. They're like, we have so many episodes that we need to drag this over. How are we going to do it? It's a two-episode season. Like, right. Remember when they used to do that? Like, I remember the first season of Gossip Girl was like 24 episodes. I was like, how? What? But back then it was just like, hmm, hmm, hmm. But now well, it's like, who has the with shows on the CW nowadays. It's, it's still a thing. Lord God. All of these are just so connected. So yes. first of all, we we're like, okay, where's Veronica Mars' mama? Now, <laughs> woo, girl, when there's when, a lot of conspiracies. When <laughs> she took out that checkbook and was like, "I had enough for the first year at San Diego State," I was like, "Girl, 
Put the checkbook away. Didn't she? Didn't she say all four years? I thought. Um. It, yeah. It was all four years, and then a year of like a grad school, but I can't remember what the grad. I, th- I think it was like four years at San Diego State, two years at the the Sorbonne, at California Tech, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and a yeah. semester at the Sorbonne. Yes, so, that's I, it. Was that? Oh, I thought that was sarcasm. Like, I just thought it was the four years. Oh, yeah. oh no, no. She had a lot. It was a lot yeah, of I'm money. like, how does she make this much money in less than a year? <laughs> well, because you... Lily hadn't even been dead for a year, so she hadn't gone, like... But before that, she um, was still... Solo investigator. She was still an O-Niner. So he was making money, even just as the sheriff of... Uh, Pluto, but was she technically an O-Niner? Like, even as sheriff, the most he would have made is a quarter mil. But that's a good amount, you know. Yeah, and for a all year. we know, like, if you say, yeah, like they lost all their money and whatnot. But for all we know, Keith could have deposited a bunch of like money yeah. into like a trust fund for Veronica, and Veronica could have just been holding on to it. I about to say, time. yeah, Veronica so, clearly yeah. had her checking account, and it was gaining yeah. interest. <laughs> so I feel like Keith like probably sacrificed a lot, so Veronica could have it all essentially. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Keith did that. I mean, he's yeah. a good daddy. Yeah. So the time frame was very interesting to me because they live in a motel. Looking apartment. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually, that's a beach town thing because I didn't understand that for a very long time. And um, these, these apartments that look like hotels and it's just like, what is this? But it's just the way kind of in a beach town and it's just the way that it's set up. They're still so expensive. And especially for her to have what they had a two bedroom. Or did, at one time, didn't he say they had a one bedroom? And I was like, how does that work? Uh, but, um, yeah. All the, sh- in the living room. <laughs> right. On the show, they definitely that. have a two bedroom now. I mean, like, okay. as far as, like, we, the audience, have seen, yeah, there's definitely two bedrooms there. And, um, and Veronica has a water bed. I was just about to say he got her that cheap old oh, water bed. But, yeah, so uh, Veronica's mama ran off. And then Veronica saw a picture of her and Jake Kane. Um, in the Neptune Grand. <laughs> and, oh God, from there, it just becomes absolute nonsense. <laughs> the side plots in the show, sometimes they're really good, and then sometimes they drive me crazy. <laughs> okay, but this one leads to Who's Your Daddy? And I think it's so funny that that I is actually it. like like a comedic line in the first episode oh my god and then it actually turns into a plot line it's just like <laughs> who's your daddy veronica who's your daddy i absolutely loved when it finally dawned on her that um her and duncan could be related oh my god and duncan had a fit he was like because you're my sister because you're my sister and i don't want it to be brown but it's wrong <laughs> And then she like pulls over to the side of the road, like throws up. I'm just like, y'all are doing the most. Oh, oh my god, that moment where Abel Coot says, "Are you the product of a schlubby sheriff or the king and queen of the prom?" <laughs> that moment gives me chills every fucking time. Okay, I feel like, uh, yeah, Abel Coots. He, the shoes thing. I remember the first season not understanding that for a very long time. Because I could not figure out what was up with uh, Lily's timeline and why they were taking these pictures of her room and then Abel's houseboat and all of that just 
completely eluded me. So I was yeah, like, Yeah, you need the fact that they play that somebody planted the shoes and Abel Coon says Yeah. And I was yeah. just like I, I remember I was like, I'm gonna wait till the end of the season when they explain this out. Because yeah. <laughs> right now I am not paying attention to this. I don't understand right. what's happening. I don't care. And then I was mad at Amelia for like staying with Veronica all that time and then just leaving, not even um Asking her, like, hey, what's up? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Ugh. But that whole plan was whack-a-mamey anyway. Because then I'm like, why didn't you tell your dad that you're doing this? Because he definitely would have helped you. Yeah. And he knew anyway. <laughs> so. uh, I mean, I know why. Like, she wanted her mom. She knew her parents were kind of split. And she wanted her mom to come back. That was actually a very... Like, without any shame. And then also, without... Uh, this, what's his name, Dad? Keith. Yeah, without Keith having to, you know, be upset about why she was gone. So like, like oh, okay, it doesn't matter that you were an alcoholic because you fixed it. Oof. That and it's whole... easier to jump back in a person when they're in recovery than it is to jump in with them when they're still messed up. Yeah. I, um, I thought that that was, I really liked the way that they handled Veronica's initial reaction to her mom maybe coming home, especially so after uh, Keith and um, the mom, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Wallace's mom. Wallace's mom. Yes. Um, after they start dating, uh, she's like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter because anyway, my mom's going to be home soon and then they'll have to break up. So, you know, it's not serious. And just this kind of matter of fact thing that kids do. Like, that's mm-hmm. a very much like kids from a broken home who are like, oh, our yeah. family's going to get back together because of course it is. And it's like, ooh, sis. Okay. You know, looking back on it, you're just like, that's a crazy reaction. Why would she do that? Da, 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 da. And then, but then you're like, that's what kids do. I thought that that was handled very well. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Wallace's mom for a very long time. Oh, I love Alicia. Oh, I didn't like her for a minute because she was just so like, you know, that whole thing of like listening to what everyone else says instead of trying to get to know the kid yourself. Uh, right. And right. she was just like, I don't want you hanging with that girl. And then um, when Keith was trying to think that she's also a person of color who has just come into this pretty much male, white dominated company. Mm-hmm. And well, exactly. she's in this new area. And it's like, you don't want to draw attention to yourself in a place like that. Well, and but that's kind of the the thing about it is that because we find out later kind of why she moved there, and we'll we'll get into mm-hmm. all of that in coming episodes. But knowing that kind of reputation is everything, it just especially when Keith was trying to help her with the renter guy, and she was like, "Why don't you look after your own kid? Why don't you pay attention to her from the things I've heard?" And I'm like, "Sis, like, do you need to be this extra with him?" But um, in general, I did like her and I did like when they started dating. I had remembered that they broken up briefly, but for some reason I thought it was her. And I think that that actually might be later. But um, when it was him and he's like, yeah, my wife's back, you know, I got to try, I got to try. And I'm like, do you, do you got to try? And oh, I I think he he was going out for Veronica more so. Yeah. Doing it for her, which I, I get. But I get like he was it, trying yeah. to do not do that for her instead of for himself. He wasn't putting himself first in that instance. Oh, definitely, definitely. I Philip, do kind of wish that Alicia 
would have had a little bit of story or something before they started dating where like what what common interests they had because it was just like okay he helped her that's it we have kids who are best friends and then we don't find out why they get together so they go from just being two parents of best friends to oh my god let me hold you while we watch a movie and like I kind of hold the bottom of the popcorn bucket <laughs> like real real lovey-dovey with each other and it's like but you don't get the in between I actually didn't mind that. A, I thought that they didn't have the time for all of that. I think we got a very good precursor when he was dating the guidance counselor of kind of like what his MO is. And so I think that we are to assume that he carried that through with Alicia. Also, I I got the notion from Alicia that she did like him. She wasn't really as adverse to him as she tried to play it. But um, it was when she actually saw who he was, like, as a man, you know, and he helped her and he was like, oh, maybe these rumors aren't true, that she allowed herself to kind of be open to the possibility and then really just went all in. And so then later we see, like, the dance classes and all that stuff and we kind of see, like, okay, these are literally two adults trying to make it work, which is a different relationship than, you know, meeting someone in college meeting someone maybe at work or whatever, but like two separate adults with two separate lives trying to find some sort of common ground. Yeah, and I agree. I think they worked it in or could tell that it needed more. Yeah. And so they did a good job of compensating for the lack of that, like, right. meet up. Yeah. I thought that they did a very good job of making Alicia a three-dimensional character, that she wasn't just angry black mom, <laughs> that she wasn't just, you know, um, just the mom. You know, she was actually like her own kind of individual person. And I did like how they folded her into the Kane Industries kind of thing and how that kind of put a damper on things. So I wish she would have been a little bit more involved when it came to that, the overarching plot, even unwittingly. Uh, but um, I especially liked Wallace and Veronica's clashing over their parents. Oh, dating. I loved it. Yeah. And the way Veronica was being about, you know, oh, well, my mom's coming back. And Wallace being like, what does that make my mom? Exactly. Yeah. And then them mm, trying yeah. to. Well, there was this thing she was like, uh, she said something about like, I get top bunk. It was something right before they were, they had just made up. And, um, quote unquote, they had just come to like some sort of agreement or whatever. And so then Wallace was trying to like smooth it over and he was like, I get top bunk. And then she just is off somewhere and she just walks away. And I was like, was that supposed to happen? I was like, she just left him completely hanging. But it just showed again how, how distracted she was. And a distracted Veronica is not a productive Veronica. I was going to chime in about how, like, the two of you are, like, analyze, like, Alicia and Keith's relationship. Mm. And meanwhile, I'm just like, Alicia's hot and Keith is a daddy. So (laughs) I didn't even think about it, honestly. I just, like, accepted it. That is, I love me some Enrico uh, 
Colatoni. I can't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna figure out how to say your name, sir. But I have always loved him. And so when I saw he was in this, and he kind of has that cool talking, yeah, hip daddyo kind of thing going on. I'm like, I love you. So yeah, and and yeah, and I did think that um, I was happy that you know they put him with the sister. I was very happy about that. And I was like, thank you. But um, I was gonna say that you know, in terms of giving Alicia more to do. The show really went head over heels giving Wallace something to do. And so because of oh, that, totally. I was like, thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> Especially for 2004, <laughs> having a main black male character that you didn't put with Veronica Mars, which I was so happy. I was like, I just want a friendship. Just let them be friends. Yes. They, not everybody has to be banging. Uh-huh. I and love that approach too. Weevil too. Yes, I especially mean, Weevil. It's like, that's a character that usually would just be around to serve the plot sometimes, but the, he has story and he's yes. tied into the plot to the overarching plot. And it's like, it's his own story. It's not like, oh, just something to color it up. Exactly. I like it. I really like the thought that they put into that. And I think that they did put that. I do think that they kind of went to a point and they're like, we're good. <laughs> and then some other things kind of got left by the wayside. So we'll talk about those. However, but... can we talk about the fact that Veronica only dates the pretty white boys because she has a quote unquote preference? But does she say that? <laughs> no. She oh, okay. That. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, what did I miss? But actually, I did not. I actually kind of like that because... She is still an O-Niner at heart, you know? She still is kind of the privileged, and she still kind of benefits from that system. She makes herself the outcast, really, when it comes down to it, which, you know, is fine, okay. but it's something right. that I felt that it worked. Um, and I felt that the turn that was different was Troy, and then that ended up kind of in its own thing. So we'll get to the loves of Veronica Mars a little yes. bit. But yeah. Okay, so Veronica Mars's mom. When Veronica went to go drink out of that water bottle, it was straight vodka. I was oh, like, Oh yeah. Yeah, dang, mama. I remember I watched that when I was 14 and I was like, what's going on here? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what happened? Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't think I, it went completely over my head. I don't think I really understood that. When I was watching it originally, that Veronica's mom was going to rehab, so I didn't even oh. connect the water bottle really until like I think it's the next episode where kind of where she says it out loud. So, what episode does she officially enter rehab? Is that the um, is it the Betty and Veronica episode? You know, I don't know no titles. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I have okay. I have season one here. Um, okay, where ends up at the bar because she's been. Le it's after the dance that Leo. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So it is Betty and Veronica. So Betty and Veronica aired March 29th, 2005. And okay, then she there we go. Comes back on a trip to the dentist, which is May 3rd, 2005. So it, it adds up. Long story short. Oh. Ooh. 
Oh wow! It, did she not come back that long? I think it might have been, after... it might have been because you binged it. You didn't think like it was like a time. Well, and then I think the different um, the different episodes. You know, it just kind of. I was like, well, oh, I must be on episode three, and it was like episode six. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. I mean, I think she did check out early, didn't she? Oh no, she did. Yeah, she checked out early because that was part of the whole thing where Veronica yeah, was yeah, like, oh, thanks for flushing my financial future completely down the toilet. Oh, God. She said, I bet on you, Which and I weird. lost. You only get charged for rehab for however long you're actually there. No, she had to prepay. I don't think they refunded her. <laughs> I think, because I don't think she used insurance. I think she was just out of oh, pocket. Oh, she paid in full. Yeah. But then they, yeah. Should have refund, they should have refunded her the unused amount. I don't know. It legit broke my heart when she was just like, because Veronica Mars doesn't have too many crying moments, but when she cries, she goes for it. And it's not as deep as like Claire Danes. It's not as deep as my so-called life, but <laughs> she still goes for it. So I'm like, Angela I Chase. just started watching my so-called life. Just an <gasps> FYI. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> I will do another watch of my so-called life. I, that was like the show and I'm about to give away some information, but and I, might edit, <laughs> I might edit it out. But um, that was like the show of my, that was like my coming of age show. That was the show where I was just like, <laughs> so full of hormones. And I was just like, I love everybody out here. And Ricky, Jordan Catalano. It's just going, that, and then when she cried, when she ugly cried, I ugly cried right with her. That's what I keep hearing. Oh, yeah. I wanted to dye my hair bright red. I did not care. I... That show was everything to me. So, Don't worry, yeah. audience. I haven't watched this TV show oh, either. So, how dare you? Oh, it's I remember all on Hulu. It was on ABC, <laughs> and then they played it on MTV, and then they played it on Fox for like a hot second. And I was just like, I love, oh, that show. Graham, girl, y'all don't know Brian Krakow. Anyhow, um, yes, yes, Jeremy, we'll talk about that later. That might be another yes. podcast. Off the mic. It's just going to be me crying. Yes. I legit am writing a steric fic. That's a, uh, my so-called life AU. <laughs> and Derek is Jordan Catalano and Styles is um, Angela. And, um who, who should I have be Ricky? Huh. Theo. Maybe Freud. Oh, Theo. Uh, I don't know this. I don't, Scott's going to be Brian like, Krakow. And anyone who watches Reggie. that is going to laugh. <laughs> Scott's the Krakow. Anywho. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> we, this is a great crier. Yes, Veronica Mars. We were just moving on to favorite ships. Thank you. Well, first, though. Um, oh, no, because we still haven't gone through the mysteries. We haven't gone through the mysteries. This is why we have to dedicate a full episode to one season. Um, so, yeah, Veronica Mars. Uh, oh, that broke my heart when she was like, I bet on you and I lost. So, yes. you know. And then she Stephen. steals the money that Keith won for yes. Biden Zonkin. I was like, how did that? I thought they gave it to her because I was like, how would she be yeah. able to steal it? I think because she, she was like, mom took off with the money. But I'm like, unless he had it in a bag in bills, <laughs> what no, happened? She took, she, she took the check out of the backpack. They but wrote how a did check. she cash it? They cannot and, have a joint account. And parents can cash their kids' checks. But no, that was I don't know if Keith. legally you're supposed to be able to. But that was but to like, Keith. They was like, it made out to Keith? I think yeah. it was made out to Keith, wasn't it? Was it was made out to Keith. No, it was made out to Veronica. Oh, oh wait, because it? her and the mom made that deal, maybe? 
No, because her and the dad made the de- they made the deal to um, Veronica was like, "I'll help you look for Duncan if you get Weevil out of jail." Right, and then the Miss Kane turned that into. Okay, well then I don't have to pay you the finder's fee for finding my son who ran away to Mexico. And Keith was like, "You Cuba. thought <laughs> you guessed and it." Then, <laughs> and then she was like, "They lawyered up," and then it was like, "Okay, if you admit X didn't happen or X doesn't exist, oh, okay. then I will pay you this much money and we'll part ways." That's right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. If you and admit we'll that, X being in a little bit. Yeah, if Veronica promises not to um, sue yeah. the Kane family. Ever, into per- perpetuity. <laughs> yeah, because at the time, they thought that Jake Kane was Veronica's her biological dad. father. Yikes. But then we had to find it out that Keith Mars is her daddy. I loved when Mrs. Kane, is her name Erica? What was her name? Celeste Kane. Oh, Erica Celeste. Kane is Susan, Erica Kane is Susan Lucci on All My Children. Oh, oh! <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm going to keep a list of main characters. Well, that's what I really need to faces. do that too. Because the whole time I'm like Harry Hamlin and Billy from Days of Our Lives. And I'm like, her name is not Billy. <laughs> I'm like, Lisa Rinna, well, I mean, Lisa Rinna. But I'm I like, that's know Billy. Her Lisa Rinna because she is on Housewives of yes. Beverly Hills. But I think she, she left this is wonderfully terrible. I love her. I've always loved Lisa Rinna. She I is. Oh, how dare she turn on Lisa Vanderpump? We're nope, I don't care. It. I don't care. Team Lisa all the way. Team Rena, love her. And no, Harry Hamlin. Not Team Rena. Team Vanderpump. Nope, Team uh, Ham Hamra. What? <laughs> what's their Hamlin? Rinlin? No, that's not cute. I'll think of a good one. But no, I love them no and I love him <laughs> and I love that they were on. And it's so funny because they keep getting credited as guest stars, and I'm like. Y'all are main cast, basically. But whatever. <laughs> yes. But um, um Oh wait, let's back up. So when Mama Kane, Celeste, was like, uh, she's like, it's not that I don't like you, I just hate looking at your face. <laughs> so that was like, God dang, mama <laughs> Could you imagine saying that to like a minor? Oh I would I just live. Can't stand looking at you. I'm like, I would damn. live for that, that is a role. Child. I'm like, can we get a second take? <laughs> Let me get another take on that. I didn't feel that one. But um, yes, I and I and I loved absolutely loved how just cold blooded she was. I She's loved I that love they 100% thought it was Duncan that killed the daughter and just kept going. They were like, here, take your antipsychotic. Are we going there? <laughs> and so yeah, so okay, so the reason Veronica Mars mom actually left is because um, she was ran out on a rail by Celeste. Because uh, Mama was like, hey, give me some money because this is your daughter <laughs> or whatever. And then, um, yeah, and then Jake was like, you got to go. What? Yeah. Because the mom, uh, Veronica Mars' mom tried to get money out of uh, Jake, didn't she? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. I thought she was just trying to get Keith, uh, uh, get Jake. What's his name? Yeah, Jake. JK, I, I thought she was just trying to get Jake to look into Veronica being targeted by a sniper. I did. And, no, that no. was she was she was being blackmailed. That was after. She, yeah. That was before. Wait, so, we meant, Okay, wait, wait. So Veronica Mars' mom had the pictures. Okay. Okay. So, so who was so blackmailing her? Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> I can't, you go. Okay. <laughs> 
chronologically what happened was Leanne essentially threatened Jake Cage. She said, oh, I'm going to sue you for millions because this is your daughter. And then what ended up happening was the Kane family hired um, Clarence Weedman. Yes. Clarence Weedman um, took the photos of Veronica in a Target site Mm -hmm. and then sent them to Leanne. And that's what pushed Leanne away. There we go. Okay. And then Leanne ran away. Thank you. Yes. It's not really explained chronologically. It's like you have to like put that all like together in your right. head. <laughs> yeah. So I understand the confusion. Yeah, I put it along differently. I thought that um, Veronica was being targeted to get her away from Celeste's son because she thought you know that oh. they were related. Well, yes, there was a little bit. There was a little bit of that too. And so then, um, but uh, Mars's mom, Leanne, Leanne, Leanne. Um, went ahead and contacted Jake Kane because she thought he could do something about it. And the Celeste interpreted that meeting as a hookup. As an affair. But no, I think Leanne called Keith, or Leanne called Jake and was like, um, this is your daughter. Give me some money. <laughs> and so yeah. then I think it just went from there. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of the fact, like, hey, like, you know, it's a brother and sister hooking up. I'm sure there's a little bit there, too, but I think that was more about, like, Leanne's, like, apprehension more so than, like, I, I don't think Clarence Weedman, you know, gave a shit that um, Veronica was essentially hooking up with her brother. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, was... by the way, did you know... I forgot where I read this, and honestly, it could just be a rumor, but initially what they were going to do, they were actually going to have Veronica and Duncan be brother and sister, Mm -hmm. and they decided not to do that. I don't think they would have gotten away with it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) The only reason why I would have been okay with that is because (laughs) it would have been really cool to see Veronica have millions of dollars. (laughs) Well, yes. That would actually be kind of funny. She could have really got, like, real Kim Possible, like, high-tech. Well, it wouldn't have worked, though, because Veronica wouldn't have been able, been able to sue the um, Kane family. Yeah. So. No, but if they had really been siblings, then um, Keith wouldn't have let Veronica sign that paper. Oh. That's a good point. All right, I will say, that that got my heartstrings. Well, he was like, you didn't lose nothing, baby. You didn't lose nothing. I'm your I father. I'm your father. And she was like, oh, <laughs> It's such a good scene. But then I was also, before that, when Veronica <laughs> takes her own uh, paternity test. Oh, my God. I was so angry. And she throws it her. away. And I'm like, why would you do that? It's for traumatic effects. <laughs> I don't need what? to know. He's still my daddy. I'm like, girl, you better put that in. A-. Because I said the question with that paternity test wasn't just, is that my daddy? It was, is Duncan my brother? I'm like, you are forsaking a huge effect of this test. And she just threw it away. And I love that Keith was like, here's a piece of hair. Let me say, she's all like, yeah, I have a um, thing where I have to get a sample of blood, but I'm so scared to do it. And since we have the same blood, and I'm like, and Keith was just like hairbrush, yoinks, send it off. Um, can we talk a little bit about, like, the whole mystery of who rapes Veronica? Yeah. That because was a very interesting story that just that... kind of weaved and wound and topsy-turvied and then ended yeah. in a big old meh <laughs> for me. <laughs> that episode, um, A Trip to the Dentist, where you officially find out, um, I mean, 
I'm not giving any spoilers, so I'm just not going to say much about that at this point. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> A Trip to the Dentist, I think it's one of the most, one of the most disturbing episodes of television. Just because, like, those flashbacks are really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Especially in 2019. But I am so glad they did it. Yeah, it's, I feel like it tackled the whole issue of consent before TV shows were willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, even before college campuses were willing to have that conversation, they were having that conversation. Oh, that was a huge thing. Because this is when, like, blue lights started becoming a thing. And, you know, they talk about that a little bit more in season three. But um, just the idea of uh, all these date rape things. And the thing that drove me crazy about it is that ended up leading to so much miscommunication that ended up affecting so many more people besides her. And a big part of it was then, okay, so now she thinks that Logan is the one that had the GHB. And so then we deal with this thing where like Logan is spiraling, she's spiraling, no one's talking. And then this is like the couple that we're kind of rooting for. And so it was just, we'll get to that in a second. But I found that it was just very, it was very, I don't know. I don't quite know. It's it's something that I don't really think about much because I don't quite know how I want to digest it. Um, the idea of she was like, you know, I was raped. I was raped at Shelly Palmore's party. And then we see not only was she raped, but she was really kind of taken advantage of in other turns. But her main focus was who raped me in this room, you know? Yeah. And then and it was like, like hard to like p- keep somebody like one person accountable because there was so many different like so many different people involved. And then it's like oh, well, it was Duncan, so I wasn't raped, so I'm not a victim. But I'm like, girl, all this other stuff happened to you where you were, like, legit taken advantage of. That's what I really didn't like when she tells Logan, she says, oh, I was drugged, but I wasn't, and, you know, she she doesn't complete the sentence, but she said, I wasn't raped. And I'm like, no, she still is raped. Yeah, exactly. Definitely for a fact. I mean, it's up to her on, like, what level she wants to hold Duncan accountable on that regard mm-hmm. but at the same time she was raped and I feel like that's sort of like completely sideswiping the trauma that she faced in that moment because she's basically you know by saying like she wasn't raped it's just trying to say like oh that traumatic event like oh no big deal I didn't actually get raped well this like, thing that I've been stressing over for the past 20 episodes oh it's cool <laughs> it's I like, feel oh. like- the way she rationalized what happened to her yeah. was by thinking that I would have consented had I been able to make that choice. And as far as Duncan was concerned, he was under the impression that, yes, she may have been drunk, but that she was consenting. But they weren't together. And they weren't together at Shelley Palmer's Regardless party. of them being together, I think they, she trusted that Duncan was under the impression that she was consenting. Even but, though he, at that point, this brings into the question, like, how buzzed do you have to be before consent isn't a thing? You know, where it's just like, okay, it doesn't matter whether the person says yes or no, like, you're too drunk. I think if you get to the point where you can't remember anything, you are way too wasted. Now, both right. of them did uh, kind the of moment, have... you don't know you're there. But well, but that's why it happens after the fact, which sucks, but it's, it happens, you know? 
Um, so that, I think she rationalized it to move forward. Well, they have, well, exactly. Because they have the additional caveat of both of them weren't just drunk. It wasn't just them drinking. They were actually like they drugged. They were both drugged, yeah. Exactly. Both and so that brings in a whole nother thing. My whole thing is that what happened with Duncan happened with Duncan. But before that, she had people licking all over her, like kissing her and just doing all this stuff, really taking advantage of her body. And I'm like, that's what I need you to be concerned about as well. I I did like how she um, talked to uh, Cassidy uh, Beaver. Yeah. And she told him, like, but you just stood there. Yeah. Like, Like, yes, he didn't rape her when he was told to. And... Oh, but dear. he left her. Yeah. And, like, I thought that was a very forward thing to address. Well, that before, actually... I, I like, don't no know if... has the responsibility except the person who puts himself in the situation. Right. I was like, no, you see something, you do something. See something, say something. Oh, definitely. That's something that foreshadows into the second season. I don't know if it was originally written as a foreshadow or yeah. if... That was something that came up later, but I thought that that was a very good way to use that as we go into the next season. <laughs> All right, everybody. As you may have noticed, this uh, we did a lot of recording, <laughs> and we're going to release some outtakes, but we have a another episode that we're going to put together next week of those outtakes and the rest of this episode, including our cameo corner. We're going to talk about um, Meg and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Mac, um, Weevil, and just so many good things. So thank you so much for listening to this one. And we will see you next week. Good night. Stay toasty, marshmallows. I swear, I'm going to figure something out. Don't worry. (laughs) 